Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So good to be back online as we approach this final season of the year. Thank God that we are living in the very last of the last days and what a privilege and honor it is. Hallelujah. But let's worship him who is worthy. Hallelujah. We worship you, great King. We worship you, Holy One. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you thanks. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your heart and your care for us. We worship you. Thank you for the angelic hosts and the ones that surround us. We thank you that there are more with us than they that are in the world. Hallelujah. And the greater one lives in us. Hallelujah. And therefore we are overcomers. Therefore we win. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the new creation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Oh, blessed be your holy name. Hashatarabaya kasataya. I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man. All things are passed away, I'm born again. More than a conqueror, that's who I am. I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man. Hallelujah. Mandoro seredi Falamondo rosse barakastarabiala kalama sharabalma rokuzende ribazara makasara milavante shebrakastore melfeletrikeliste. Thank you for working in us, both to will and do your good pleasure. Remoso korende barani anteliste. Your subtle operations within the deep. Rebosondo in the depths of our spirit, aparemos oriente. They bubble up, they rise up within us, and affect us and move us, both to will and to do your good pleasure. Masucrute balizeriente. So we are grateful as laborers together with you, workers together with you. Shepralando rosere malana castaya manante. Hallelujah. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Restore masari nantoroste brejete paranimante. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jebre libra bastala mantoroboshera balma. Falma rastara mintara kusoroste. Ilamanande. You alone are worthy. Mendoroserindara kalmenayasta. For it is in you we live and move and have our being. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit. Mashta prata prata prapa pila jorostoriente. We're so grateful. Aprapal barabakate leste brende. Thank you, Lord. Mara bere 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 keste prende. Thank you, Lord. Mata brasta vala janta rabaya. Thank you, Lord. Rapadikere serevelte. Thank you, Lord. Barasha barabakalbaya. Thank you, Lord, Alabaraka Santa Rabaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. There's so much uh, that nowadays points us to the coming of the Lord, the soon coming. So much is going on. Never before have we seen so much activity, so much news that points us in that direction. Hallelujah. We'll just look into the book of Daniel for a minute and observe there. Uh, King James of Daniel chapter 12 and the fourth verse says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Hallelujah. Interesting scripture there. And um, often, you know, we can see in the natural that a lot of knowledge has increased today. Not only do you have a phone in your hand, but you have basically a whole office and a bank and everything in your hand. It's amazing how you can just be in touch with any part of the globe and So many amazing things have happened in a very short period of time. Knowledge has definitely increased. There's a lot of speed running to and fro, even in the natural. Praise God. Hallelujah. But then we should also begin to see the spiritual significance of this scripture. Let us hear this, first of all, in Canada from uh, Daniel 12 and verse 4. ಆದರೆ ಓ ದಾನಿಯೇಲನೆ ನೀನು ಅಂತ್ಯಕಾಲದವರೆಗೂ ಈ ಮಾತುಗಳನ್ನು ಮುಚ್ಚಿಡು ಅವುಗಳನ್ನು ಬರೆಯುವ ಆ ಗ್ರಂಥಕ್ಕೆ ಮುದ್ರೆ ಹಾಕು ಅನೇಕರು ಅತ್ಯುತ್ತ ಓಡಾಡುವರು ಮತ್ತು ಜ್ಞಾನವು ಹೆಚ್ಚಾಗುವುದು ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದನು You cannot believe the speed at which things have happened. However, in the spirit realm also, uh, this is supposed to be the original uh, reference. If you see in the Amplified Version, it says, But you, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Then many shall run to and fro, and search anxiously through the book. All that is in parentheses. And knowledge of God's purposes as revealed by his prophets 
shall be increased and become great. Hallelujah. You can see here how it has been narrowed down to also uh, note that it is the book and the knowledge of the book and the revelation in the book that is going to come even in greater measures and quickly because it was shut up until the end. Hallelujah. Very interesting thought there. But um, I know we are quite uh, amazed at just natural increase and knowledge and so forth. But there are certain things that were very specific there about how the book and revelation about the book would be shut until it would be opened in the specific period of the last days, the end. Notice that. So you can tell by now that uh, a lot of understanding has come in areas that were hitherto uh, sort of blank and just, uh, you know, hazy. When we started out, you know, people accused us of only talking about faith and only talking about very present tense things. And, uh, you know, I did not feel the urge or need to talk about many, so many other things. You know, people say, what about Revelation? What about this? What about that? And I didn't feel like it. And now we started talking about such things and people are, oh, Pastor Michael talks about so many future things. (laughs) Uh, Praise God. But you see, you have to listen to the Spirit of God to be able to see that um, certain things are beginning to open up and their time has come. Hallelujah. And therefore, God's spirit uh, is just right on time, on the numbers. <laughs> Praise God, so to speak. So this is a time where uh, misunderstandings, misconceptions of uh, latter time scriptures are being cleared. And the spirit of God is breathing uh, upon these things in a greater measure and understanding is coming And uh, people are anxiously searching through the book for answers. And thank God His Spirit uh, is opening that seal for us to see more and more clearly so that we don't have to be uh, worried and anxious, but rather we can lift up our heads because our redemption draws near. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So there is a time, there is a season, and we will not stop talking about present tense faith Because faith is now, and we need to use faith now, and now is any time now. Hallelujah. Whether it's yesterday, today, or forever, there is a now, there is a present tense engagement in the Word to receive His benefits. Praise God, and that pleases Him. However, we need to also notice that some things are going to be opening up further, a greater revelation will come. So that the fear and the doom and gloom are removed. Hallelujah. And the anxiety is taken away. Ha ha ha. And and as a believer you can understand that you are saved. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. And that you are in the vice grip so to speak of the father and the son. And uh, hallelujah. No man can pluck and nothing can pluck you out of his hand. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. We are not looking at ourselves, but looking at Him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the throne with exceeding joy. Hallelujah. However, in the same uh, pattern of thought, we must not forget 
eternally settled issues such as the fact that you and I are custodians and stewards of everything uh, he has given us, including life and breath and all things. Amen. Isn't it interesting? As far as I can remember, I just showed up on the earth. I do not remember how I came. Uh, I do not remember so many little details, but I just showed up. And I found myself in a brown-colored body, and uh, approximately years later, I, I found myself to be about five uh, feet and eight and a half inches, something like that, average person from a certain kind of tribe and location uh, by my forefathers. <laughs> that's all I know, and um, till today, that's about it. Other than that, I have another knowledge which comes from the Word of God, which tells me that I was known before time began, and I was formed in my mother's womb, and I was separated by my, uh, from my mother's womb by this person who knew me, who claims to be the author of the Bible, the Almighty God. And I have desired to know him more. Hallelujah. And uh, so we search through the book, expecting understanding to come upon us even more and more. And that we are not just animals that just perish away like that. Hallelujah. But that we have eternal consequence. But this is the God who said in Acts 17 that it is in verse 28 that is in him we live and move and have our being. <clears throat> and that in that same chapter he said uh, life and breath and all things were given to us by him. Hallelujah. And so... Um, you did not just show up here and uh, sort of eke out a living by yourself and chart your own course and plan your own plan. Well, you may do that if you are just surviving against all odds. But if you know where you came from and who brought you here and that you are actually a steward of the things he has given you, including your life, your breath and everything, then things change. Hallelujah. Praise God. So think about all that as we meditate. Let's see Acts 17 and probably verse 18, which tells us that uh, life and breath, or 25, life and breath were given to us. Glory to God. It was given to us, life, breath, all things. So it's not actually ours, but it was given to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And therefore, you are not the possessor. I am not the possessor of any of these things. I am the recipient. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That kind of changes everything. You notice that... Um, <clears throat> Uh, on Sunday, I had made a certain statement which may have taken some people by surprise. But uh, we need to look at it through the context of these kind of thoughts. Hallelujah. So let's uh, go off to the book of Corinthians and observe the second Corinthian uh, epistle. And notice a line of thought there from uh, the Apostle Paul. And uh, it's 
Very interesting here to notice in a lineup of things that he uh, went through, he was beginning to talk to them about his natural experiences and all of the stuff by which God had brought him forth. Notice in the 10th verse he says, As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. As having nothing, and yet possessing all things. Hallelujah. Notice here that many times we forget that we actually possess all things. <laughs> that all things are ours, but they are not really ours. Hallelujah. Amen. They were given to us. So you don't really have it. Praise God as though it is yours. It is given to you and you seem to have everything, yet it's not yours. That is the actual definition of being a steward. Everything is in your, in quote, care, but it's not yours. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. So we need to begin to embrace that thought that life, breath, everything has been given to us, but it's not really ours. We are stewards and custodians of these things. Hallelujah. Let's see verse 10 of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, also in Canada. Hallelujah. When we called on Jesus and made him Lord, that is actually what happened. He gave us the revelation that our life was given to us by him. Our breath was given to us by him. That all things were given to us by him. And they are not ours. In fact, we are not ours. We are stewards of everything. Hallelujah. And so when we say we have nothing, that's what we mean. Because it's true, you really don't have anything. Everything has been given. You are simply a custodian of all of these things. And you need to wake up and realize that. Don't hold on to those things. The word having nothing is exactly that. To have, to hold. It's not really yours. Hallelujah. It's not really ours. We can make others rich. We have the power to bless, to teach, to unveil the reality of all this. And you can make many rich. And it's possible that many have become rich. Amen. However, we have nothing of our own. We are stewards. We are custodians. And we need to understand that. Hallelujah. And we need to reverently handle it like that. Amen. Praise God. What a thought. Keep that there. And then let's move on to the book of Luke, the 16th chapter, where Jesus speaks about a certain person that you may call the unjust steward. Hallelujah. He's a steward, but unjust. However, he compliments the man on his worldly wisdom, so to speak. 
And that when he was going to be relieved of his duty as a steward uh, or manager, how are you doing, brother? We're managing. We're managing, oh. Exactly. We're managers. Amen. Uh, he was going to be relieved of his managerial post. He quickly began to make some moves, and whoever owed his Lord and Master, uh, you know, material or money, this man made a quick deal with them and uh, sort of reduced their bills uh, so that he would obtain favor with them after being uh, relieved of the job or fired in more clear terms. Hallelujah. So he had prepared some moves uh, to have assurance or insurance that he would be still uh, taken care of. And the Lord complimented him on his wisdom, you know, and said <clears throat> that the children of this world uh, are wiser in their own generation than the sons of light than the children of light. Hallelujah. Very interesting uh, thought there, but it's a very uh, pertinent uh, message also for us. Every now and then, we can just go forward and read it and see how much we can enjoy. Amen? Praise God. Notice verse 4 of 16. I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. Amen? This is his resolution. This is his plan. You know, that if I handle these things properly and kind of give them lower bills, they will favor me when I'm put out of my stewardship. Praise God. Do you know every one of us is going to be put out of our stewardship one of these days? Hallelujah. And we will have to render accounts to the one who employed us to <coughs> steward all of these things. Life, breath, all things. Hallelujah. So it's a very sobering kind of thing. But hey, our Bible studies have that general effect of just being very sober. In a very uh, thrilling world. A little sobriety now and then. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 4 in Canada. Amen. Notice verse 8. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Verse 8. Jesus calls it wisdom. Hallelujah. To see the future, to see when everything is being uh, taken away from us, in quote, and we have to give an account of our stewardship, to see that ahead of time and make plans accordingly is called wisdom. Hallelujah. And uh, the Lord said that we are, number one, children of light. And our story is different. However, in the matter of stewardship, we are the same. Hallelujah. Because we got all things from Him. And thank God, that's what made us children of light. We acknowledge that. 
A believer is someone who acknowledges that he brought nothing. He came naked. He's going naked. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that is a very sobering thought. But it is nevertheless very true. Hallelujah. Notice the ninth verse. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness. That when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. Praise God. Very interesting. So uh, whether we see it now or not, whether we like it naturally or not, you have nothing. It's not yours. You are simply a steward of these amazing benefits of God. And so we just need to hold them in a certain way as though we have nothing. And we are making decisions for eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. And um, that is very, very important. There are eternal habitations. Eternal habitations. Praise God. Verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Hallelujah. And notice, if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? So you can see that all of this is not ours. We are going to get that which is our own. Praise God. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Very, very interesting. What is our own is going to be something that lasts. That is truly yours. Other things were just in quote a testing period of your stewardship, my stewardship. And if I was able to listen and tune in and pay attention, I would have handled it all better. Hallelujah. Because when that which is my own is going to be given to me, it's going to be based on how I handled the temporary, my manager's stuff, my boss's things. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Very interesting thought. Thank you, Jesus. And it goes on. Verse 12, and if you have not been faithful, underline faithful there, in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Of course, life, breath, all things. God gave us Jesus for life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. Praise God. There is a beauty of an overflowing life, but all the time knowing that it's not really yours. (laughs) that you are living on borrowed time, so to speak, and that you're going to be exiting one of these days. Hallelujah. So we take away from all of these fact that we are temporarily on the earth. We have all of these things, but they're not ours. We can enjoy their benefits, but we should also know we're going to have to give an account of our stewardship And finally, that which is truly ours will be given to us because uh, we are eternal beings and the things that are truly ours will last through.
through eternity also. Amen. You don't want something uh, that was like given to you in 10 standard and you know it doesn't fit you anymore. And you like something that would grow with you into PUC and then you can still wear it, you know, or use it in college. And after you get a job, it's still there, it's still working, it's still great, it still fits. That's something that is truly yours. The other things are, you know, temporary. It's like, yeah, yeah, that was a nice pair of shoes, but I, I, I outgrew it. I don't need it anymore, etc. So the things that are truly yours are fitting to your stature, which is eternal. Hallelujah. And so we need to be able to comprehend it and look at it like that. Meantime, you have the ability to help so many others bless their lives, make them rich, uh, full, and so forth. Praise God. However, nothing is ours. We are managing and stewards over things. Hallelujah. Very sobering, but nevertheless real. Amen. I don't like to be in a haze. You know, I was in a haze for many years out there in a living life in a blur. Sometimes people tell me, do you know you did this and you did that? I'm like, when? It was a blur. I don't even remember. But now I want to be sober. No wool over the eyes. I like to see clearly. Hallelujah. And this is the truth. This is what helps us to see. Though still darkly. As though in a mirror with mist. But hallelujah. Thank God illumination is coming. Understand is coming in greater measures. Especially in the last days. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Notice uh, verse 13. No man can serve two masters. Now he's narrowing it down. For either he will, have, he will hate the one and love the other. That's the way it goes. That's how masters and bosses are. You can only have one. Very selfish of the master, but what to do? Amen. You can only have one. Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Then he clarifies who the masters are. You cannot serve God and mammon. Very clear. This is just two. God or cash. It's that simple. So, wake up. That's the truth. There's only two. Two masters. Almighty God or money. Harsh but true. Amen. And uh, we are here to handle all of that. Uh, even though we may have it, it is not ours. Praise the Lord. And we cannot serve money. Amen. And you say, well, that's easy to say. I know it's easy to say. It's easy to say that. But I'm telling you, for the right amount, Judas sold Jesus. It's like that. For the right amount, you may sell anything. It's like that. That's the way it is. And so we who are wise, children of light, ought to differentiate between dark and light. The wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God. We need to be able to see clearly the difference between the two. Hallelujah. All right. Let's see if we can pick up a few scriptures also in Canada. And... Um, Let's see, verse 8 in Canada, first of all. 
ಆಗ ಯಜಮಾನನು ಅನ್ಯಾಯಗಾರನಾದ ಆ ಮನೆ ವಾರ್ತೆಯವನು ಜಾಣತನ ಮಾಡಿದನೆಂದು ಅವನನ್ನು ಹೊಗಳಿದನು ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ಈ ಲೋಕದ ಮಕ್ಕಳು ತಮ್ಮ ಸಂತತಿಯವರಲ್ಲಿ ಬೆಳಕಿನ ಮಕ್ಕಳಿಗಿಂತ ಜಾಣರಾಗಿದ್ದಾರೆ of the mammon of unrighteousness that when you fail they may receive you into everlasting habitations the same way this man who was the unjust steward prepared himself for reception uh, and care and welfare when he was kicked out of his job we can also receive the benefits of eternal eternal habitation life eternal dwellings <laughs> man that's a long time let's hear verse 9 also in kannada nanu nimage heluvade nandare anyayada danadinda nimage snehitarannu maadikolliri adu nimmannu bittu hodaga avaru nimmannu nityavada nivasagalalli serisikolluvaru amen let's hear verse 12 also and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's who shall give you that which is your own idallade mattobbanadaralli neevu nambigastharagiradiddare nimma svantaddannu nimage yaru koduvaru amen so there is something that is truly your own which is eternal just like you who is a spirit and it's called eternal dwellings and habitations <laughs> Woo, glory to god aren't you glad about it hallelujah amen knock knock who's there orange orange who aren't you glad that you have eternal habitations glory to god glory to god glory to god glory to god so it's about being faithful in that which is another man's so that you can receive your own whoo thank you jesus and the masters are very plainly de- defined there there's the almighty god and there is money praise god i'm telling you money is very powerful and you know that how many of you know that yes all hands went up all mouths said amen that's the truth praise god <laughs> so we need to be able to handle this properly from the wisdom of god amen and we are children of light you are not a child of darkness if you are a believer you are a child of light hallelujah and there is a difference between light and darkness and the word of god shows us and divides it plainly hallelujah let's also hear verse 12 and 13 in kannada please thank you idallade mattobbanadaralli neevu nambigastharagiradiddare nimma svantaddannu nimage yaru koduvaru ಯಾವ ಸೇವಕನೂ ಇಬ್ಬರು ಯಜಮಾನರನ್ನು ಸೇವಿಸಲಾರನು ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ಅವನು ಒಬ್ಬನನ್ನು ಹಗೆ ಮಾಡಿ ಮತ್ತೊಬ್ಬನನ್ನು ಪ್ರೀತಿಸುವನು ಇಲ್ಲವೇ ಒಬ್ಬನನ್ನು ಹೊಂದಿಕೊಂಡು ಮತ್ತೊಬ್ಬನನ್ನು ತಿರಸ್ಕರಿಸುವನು ನೀವು ದೇವರನ್ನು ಧನವನ್ನು ಸೇವಿಸಲಾರಿರಿ ಅಂದನು choices are going to be observed and noted in uh, a book of works and so forth and based on all of that i am going to receive benefits in the eternal habitations glory to god woohoo where you're going to be actually wearing your habitation also you will be clothed from on high with these dwelling places also 
Amazing. Glory to God. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. So with that in the backdrop all the time, we need to step out into life and clearly delineate and divide between serving God and serving money. Money should never be your boss. It should be your servant. God is our boss. We need to uh, constantly do that. You know, it takes a daily check, a daily observation, and it will come out of your mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. So you actually have, in quote, nothing, but you possess all things. Praise God. You have the authority actually over everything. All things are yours. Amen. But they are yours because he gave them to you. And so they're not really yours. In quote. Amen. What an interesting little thing. So you can forget. Like this man who forgot. He thought it was his. And then suddenly it was time to check your uh, records. Your accounting. Because it's time to leave the job. And he made some quick moves and decided to do the wise thing. Amen. So every day you have an opportunity in the last days is a moment to do the wise thing, not the unwise thing. Don't look at it as an excuse to make some seriously unwise moves because you're running out of time. But this is the time to make some wise moves, right? Yes. I mean, if you can hear the word and the spirit, you know this is a good time to make wise moves, not unwise moves, because we're going to be out of this stewardship soon. Hallelujah. And so this is a great time to make the right moves, not the wrong moves. Hallelujah. So, uh, you know, pity, 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 mercy, 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 mercy is my prayer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the book of uh, Hebrews for a minute and then we will go to Thessalonians. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, uh, after talking about the great high priesthood of Jesus and his great apostleship, he is qualified to be all of those things because he was tempted, tested. In all points as we are yet without sin. Hallelujah. So he had to be God and man at the same time to take that place. Amen. And that is what we should begin to see. Verse 14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or confession. Because he's the great high priest of your confession, hallelujah, and he's the great high priest of mercy, we hold on to the word of God in our confession. Amen. Amen. He needs our words. He uses our words. He's qualified to handle our words and make some eternal uh, consequences. Amen. And eternal benefits that will work here and there also. So this is why we must accept the word of faith. If you believe in Jesus as the great high priest, you have to believe in the word of confessing God's 
precious promises. Exceeding great and precious promises. Exceeding great and precious promises. And you have to hold on to them. And you have to continue saying them. If you do believe he's the great high priest. And the apostle of our confession. Praise God. Of our faith. Praise God. You don't have a choice. You cannot forego that. Wake up. Hallelujah. Don't separate this and that. This is part and parcel of the whole plan of God. For we have an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So he has been there in this whole business of having to balance and choose what is right. He was tempted also like we are in all points and he got the maximum. Not everybody could uh, resist the way he did. None could. He took it all. He had to weigh everything and some of it was so hard his sweat became blood. Hallelujah. But he was tested, tempted in all points like us. And he did not fail even once. Yet without sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us see the consequence. Let us therefore come slinking. No. Uh, rolling on the floor. Ashamed. No. Come boldly. Come boldly. Come boldly unto the throne of grace. See, feel all the shame, the regret and all of that. But then come boldly to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Amen. When you come to him, come boldly. Because he's qualified. And he understands. And he was tested. He was tempted. He was tried. In all points as we are. Yet without sin. He is perfectly qualified. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Woo, glory to God. You see, chapter 5 sort of separates it in our Bible, but the flow was not separated. Amen. Notice how it goes. For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men. In things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He's totally qualified to handle all of the sin. Every sacrifice has been taken care of by him. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and them that are out of the way. No matter how you fell into it. He can have compassion on you. Hallelujah. For that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. So he had that moment while he was here where he also had to go through those kind of in quote temptations slash weaknesses. Isn't that interesting? Temptation is an infirmity. It's a weakness. Verse 3. And by reason hereof. He ought as for the people, so also for himself to offer for sins. 
Praise God. He says, I sanctify myself for their sakes. Amen. No man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God as Aaron. So also. This is God's choice. Hallelujah. God chose it like this. God chose him. God planned all of this. Jesus did not take it upon himself and just force himself into it. No. God planned it all. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest. But he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he has also in another place, as he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. So this is a divine order and oath and position and ordination. Praise the Lord. And Jesus is there for you and for me. Thank God he sits on the throne of grace, the throne of mercy. Woohoo! Glory to God. Mercy and grace are for us anytime. Hallelujah. Compassion, uh, favor, graciousness. It's okay. It's all right. You'll be okay. You'll be fine. I've been tempted. I've got mercy for you. I've got grace for you. Come, come boldly. Come boldly. Woohoo! Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, with those thoughts in mind, you can just uh, comfort yourself that you're going home. Do you know the prescribed comfort for the believer is that he should remember that he's going home. That Jesus is coming to take him home. <laughs> that we should comfort one another with these words. That you're finally going to everlasting habitations. You don't have to move from one house to the other. <laughs> you don't have to fix the plumbing again. You don't have to work on the walls that are cracked. No, no, no. They're going to be everlasting habitations. Woo! Glory to God. And the MLA has not changed and therefore favor or disfavor. No, it's going to be eternal dwelling places. Whoa, glory to God. And you don't have to get another PIO and another residential permit because it is forever. Think about all that. Think about all that. This is where you're a tourist. But there you endure forever. Whew, glory to God. Maybe we can hear a thing or two in Canada also. Um, let's read from verse 14 through 16. Akashagalanu dartigo da devakumara nada yesu vimba shrishta mahayajakanu namagiruvadarinda navu madiruva arikeyanu bigiyagi hidiyona. Yakandare Namagiruva Mahayajakanu Namma Nirbalavaste and Nukuritu Anutapa Villadavanala, Atanu Sarva Vishagadali Namma Hage Shodanege Guri Yadaru Paparahitanagidanu. Adadarinda Navu Karune and Nuvanduvanteu Atana Krupe in the Samayochitavada Sahayavu Namage Dorevanteu Dairedinda Krupa Simhasana the Badige Barona. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's turn into 1 Corinthians also in the 4th chapter and uh, read something which is uh, very pertinent or bears witness with us. Notice verse 1. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards 
of the mysteries of God. Hallelujah. This is the only way to look at it. You are a servant of Christ and a steward of the mystery of God. Hallelujah. The plans, the purposes of God. Verse 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Hence, the most powerful words you can hear from Jesus are, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in to the rest, into the joy, to the rewards. Enter into the rest, enter into the benefits forever. Amen. So may we be found faithful. And anytime you go to the throne of grace, your heart is just getting ready for more faithfulness. Hallelujah. Forgetting the things that are past. Forgetting the failure. Forgetting whatever happened yesterday. You're pressing forward to another level of faithfulness. Hallelujah. Handling of what has been entrusted to you faithfully. Amen. And so we look for grace. Help. In the time of need. Amen. We need grace. We need help to be able to navigate through all of this. And you know, as you read the Old Testament, you will see there are certain uh, write-ups about people there. Man, how patiently God watched each one of them do the same old thing. They would be fine for some time, then they go back to their ways, and their children, and their children, and that family, and the next one. And he patiently watched humanity with all of that. And now is our turn. New covenant people, new creation, hallelujah, is our turn to prove that we are faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God we can be. Amen. Otherwise it would not be expected of us. If it is impossible for us to be faithful, then God would not have expected it of us because he is not unjust. He will be self-destructive if he is expecting from his creation something that they cannot perform. And you are not just flesh anymore. You are a new creature in the spirit. You are as he is. Amen. So you are in court like Jesus. The only difference is that Jesus had to deal with sin outside. We have to deal with sin in the flesh. So he was like Adam. Before the fall. There was sin outside. There was temptation outside. But inside he was not you know with that nature. So he was just like that. You and I have this flesh problem. We are brand new creatures. Born again. Just as he is in the spirit. But there is a flesh nature also. Located in our flesh. And um, it's like the devil. And we have to weave through all of that. In the millennium, there will be people living on the earth who will have natural bodies, while you and I have glorious bodies. And the devil will be bound during that time for a thousand years, and still those fleshly bodies will tempt them to do things which will require the rod of iron. (laughs) Rod, nevertheless. Amen. Proving that you don't need the devil After the fall of Adam, you don't need the devil really to sin. The flesh is enough. Praise God. So here we are in this particular age. The devil is there. Flesh is there. Man, looks like it's tough. It is. But there is a throne of grace. His grace is sufficient. 
His grace is sufficient. That's the thing about grace. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. Meaning that if you were a mouse in, say, a big granary where a silo where all the wheat was stored and you were that mouse and you were thinking, I can finish this? Really? Can I finish this? That is God's grace compared to us. Hallelujah. It is greater than anything we can imagine. <laughs> it's more than enough. Hallelujah. It's more than enough. as big as God himself. Can you exhaust the grace of God? That's why he said, when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. Amen. So we hold on to that confession that when I'm weak, that's actually when I'm strong. Lord, I'm trusting your strength right now. Hallelujah. Let's go there and look at it for a minute before we go on another trajectory. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians and the 12th chapter. Or oh, it's like taking one spoon and looking at the ocean and saying, how can I finish this? Hallelujah. We look at grace so small, but it's really so vast. Second Corinthians chapter 12, and notice there from uh, the ninth verse. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Glory to God. And he continues, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecutions, distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Glory to God. Can you see that? You know, he was having a tough time. You can see that. He, he was in the flesh like you and I. A spirit being. Dealing with the devil. Dealing with demon inspired people. Circumstances. All of that stuff. He was like going through the works. And so he, he prayed about some things. This persecution. This pestilence. Again and again. Three times. And the Lord told him. You need some more revelation of my grace. How large it is. Like the little mouse in the granary of the wheat silo or the corn. Looking at the whole thing and saying, I wonder if I can eat this. The guy with the spoon standing by the sea saying, I wonder if I can finish this. Hallelujah. So we need to start looking ahead into the glorious grace of God That is more than enough for every situation, every circumstance, every challenge we may be facing. Thank God when you are weak, you can take a hold of the strength of God and you can say, I'm strong. At my weakest point, that's when the grace of God is going to overflow and overwhelm me. Hallelujah. I will have help in my time of need. Glory to God. Praise God. This is the age of grace. And so we need to get higher and higher revelations of this. Particularly because it's coming to an end. Glory to God. The exceeding riches of his grace in the ages to come. 
<laughs> it's going to, you know, superfluously overflow life here and ages to come. That's a lot. How much grace did Jesus have? The exceeding riches of his grace. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let us plumb it little by little or how much you can go for. Go for it. Go to the throne. Again and again. Boldly. Holding fast to the confession of your faith. Your word. That you are meditating on. Holding on to. And Jesus is using it to give you more grace. And more grace. And more grace. And more grace. And more grace. Because he giveth more grace. He giveth more grace. He giveth more grace. He giveth more grace. Can only pray in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Revelations of the grace of God. In the midst of it all. In these last days. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the grace is there for us to be found faithful. By his grace we shall be found faithful. In handling the masters. The Lord himself. And money and all of its other subdivisions. Praise God. Amen. The love of money is the root of all evil. So it will present itself as various other things. But behind it all you need to see the root. The matter there is actually the relationship with money. Is he your boss? What can you do? What can you not do for money? Amen. Hallelujah. So these things are very precious. We need to major in them. Think about them. You may have all things. But all things are not really in your hands per se. As though it is yours. You are passing through. You are here to just steward it properly. Thinking about eternal habitations. Glory to God. Maybe we can hear 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 also in Kannada. Glory to God. <clears throat> now let's turn into First Thessalonians and notice the second chapter. Observe the kind of language that is going on here. From verse 1, for yourselves, brethren, know, notice, our entrance into you, that it was not in vain. Hallelujah. The way they entered into the Thessalonian lives of people, he said, it was not in vain. It was not a waste. And he continues, but even after that, we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated. As you know, in Philippi, we were bold in God to speak unto you the gospel of God 
with much contention. He said, actually we were treated shamefully, dishonorably. What they did to him in Philippi, all of that stoning and left for dead and all of that stuff, he said, it's a shame to these amazing gifts that God has given to humanity. Shamefully treating. There's something behind all of that which is a demon, a devil that hates God and the gifts of God and wants to put them to shame. Treat them shamefully. He said, but thank God our entry into you, Thessalonians, was not in vain. It was, it was good. It was beneficial. It had eternal value. It was not a waste. He said, we were bold in God. All of this should not uh, stop you. You should be bold in God. Bold in God. To continue speaking the gospel. There's a demon out there who doesn't want good news to go out. He wants to put you to shame, discourage you, beat you, torture you, leave you for dead. But you should be bold in God to speak. To speak the gospel of God with much contention. God knows how much contention each one of us can bear. But Paul went through much contention. For our exhortation was not of deceit. So we are not lying. We're not telling lies. Nor of uncleanness. We were pure. <laughs> not in guile. Presenting another face. Pretending. But as we were allowed of God. To be put in trust with the gospel, God put them in trust. He said, I am trusting you. You are my steward. You will handle this properly. Even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. So much is inside these verses. You cannot rush. So much. Hallelujah. God has decided that these kind of people, like Paul, they were put in trust. He said, this is a guy I can trust with the gospel. Hmm. That you can speak. But you have to please me, God said, not men. I'm checking your heart. Verse 5, for neither at any time used we flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness. God is witness. The flattering and the cover up is to get what belongs to them, in quote, into your hands. God is witness. If you say certain things, People are going to hold back. They're not going to release. They're not going to be happy. It's going to affect their mood. And you know, hey, that may not be profitable in the long run. So you begin to calculate and modify and adjust. But God watches the heart. Amen. Now, not that we should just always be berating people, chopping into them. Here's a hunk of liver. Ha. Huh. There's some kidney. Ah, 
I got your brain too. You know, no, that's not the point. But as though we have been trusted by God to handle this thing properly. That God is the one who chose us and committed to us this gospel. Amen. Praise God. Verse 6. Nor of men sought we glory. So we have to begin to look and see why do we want the glory there? Why do we want the flattery and the, oh, awesome, you, brother, awesome. Why? Why do you want it? Amen. Are you looking at people as your glory source? Everybody's falling down. We all go through these things. Jesus went through it. Paul went through it. Paul was a basic man pleaser when he served the Jewish religion. He said, above all others, I was number one. Hallelujah. I killed Christians because it made the religious society happy. But now, I put no confidence in the flesh. Shoo, glory to God. I want to please God, he's saying. Amen. Grace, grace, grace. Mercy, mercy, mercy. We can always do that. Amen. So sometimes we may look at others and think, I want what you got. I want some of what you got. It happens. And we have to say, no, I can't look at them. God is my source. God is the one who entrusted me with the gospel. God is the one who gave me this duty. And God is the one to whom I'm going to uh, account everything. Who tries my heart. Who is going to observe whether I was flattering. Whether I was true. Whether I was looking. uh, uh, Using things as an excuse for my benefit. All of that. And then he's going to give me eternal dwelling places. That you will live in and you will also carry with you. Woo, hallelujah. Man, this is kind of serious. But thank God we can hold fast to the confession of the faith in the grace of God. That when you are weak, that's when you are strong. And with the right heart, you can rejoice that the grace of God is more than enough. To handle anything. No matter what has happened. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You know there are statements about David in the Old Testament that even though his son and grandson all did this and that. But for the sake of David, my servant, it will not happen in your generation. (laughs) Amazing. One person can impact God so much that he will say, I cannot forget how you thought about me. What you did in my name. And therefore, it's okay. Isn't that amazing? What an opportunity you and I have to make that kind of impact on the thinking of God, on the mind of God. That you say, but David, you and I know what kind of person he was also. He blundered, he committed some stuff that you and I may never commit. And still, he took grace and mercy from God And his heart towards God was still amazing. God recognized that. Hmm. Praise God. God's mercy and grace are rich in the new covenant. But let us keep a heart. That in the depths of our heart we have only one reason for living. To be faithful to him. 
Praise God. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. A lot of stuff in there. Especially if you begin to read quietly over and over, you know, you'll see things that, you know, things are opening up for us who live in the last days. Nor of men sought we glory, verse 6 says, neither of you, nor yet of others. He's covering all the bases. When we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ, but we're gentle among you even as a nurse cherisheth her children, etc. And then at another point you will see further down, he says, like a father. So he has to be a nurse and a father also. There's two types of relationships there. Amen. Now, if you can look back into chapter 1, I think we should read something in Canada first. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Um, let's see if we can get verse 1 to 6 in Canada. Philippi Patana Dali Namage Himse Matu Avamanavu Modalu Samba Visidaru Navu Namma Devara Mulaka Dairegundu Bahu Virodavanu Anubavisuvaragi Nimage Devara Suvate and Nutilisi Devemba Danu Nivu Baliri Yakandare Namma Bodhaneu Mosa Valla Ashuddha Valla Vanchaneella Devaru Namanu Nambi Namma Vashake Suvate and Nu Opisidanella Adadarinda Navu Manusheranu Mechisabek and Nade Namma Hudevadanu Parishodisuva Devaran name Mechisabek and Du Matanadu Teve Nimage Tiridi Ruva Prakara Navu Indigu Mukastuti and Nu Maduvaragi Karnabandilla Dravyashe and Nu Mare Maduva the Kagi Veshavanu Haki Kondavaragilla Idake Devare Sakshi Idalade Navu Kristana Apostala Ragiru Vadarinda Namanu Samrakshi Suva Baravanu Nimma Mele Hakabudagi Daru Manusharinda Baruva Manavanu Nimindagali Tararindagali Hundala Pekshi Suvaragilla. Praise God. So you can see here that you know these people must have profited and become uh, something that you could covet. Through the ministry of this apostle, they had become blessed and they could be things in their life that you could covet and say, I, w- I would like that, what you got. But he said, no, <laughs> I didn't. You can see he has everything, but yet he has nothing. He can make people rich, yet he's poor, in quote. Hallelujah. But look at this in chapter 1. Observe here. Verse 4, knowing brethren, beloved, your election of God. Your election of God. How many of us were chosen by God? Yeah, the church, the Thessalonians, all of us chosen by God. Thank God he chose us for this time. Amen. Not the pyramids and you know, all of that, Alexandria and Egypt and all. Man, glory to God. This time. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we had, we were among you for your sake. Amen. So all of this is, you're trying to do it right so that you can be a blessing to them, and God is checking your heart, and all of this stuff is going on, and it is not just in word, but in power also. 
Yesterday, I think it was yesterday, Sunday, I had called out some growth uh, on the uterus. And then someone in church reminded me of something I had said earlier. It was nice to hear that, that they had received it for themselves concerning growths in the uterus. And they had gone to a doctor and the doctor said, there's nothing. Wow. I was impressed. I was so blessed. I said, can I quote you on that? And they said, sure. It's nice to know that the power of God is also operating. It's not just words only. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Notice verse 6. And you became followers of us. Hmm. Followers of us. Notice people are following. (laughs) And not just on Twitter, but for real. They're actually following. Amen. Not just virtually, but really also. And of the Lord. As long as we can point them in the direction of the Lord, it's okay. The direction of the Lord. Not money. Lord. Not money. Lord. Not money. Lord. Not covetousness. Lord. Pure. Without guile. Truly. Having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. See, the right way is, the word is where our joy comes from. No matter how it came to you, what circumstance you were going through, joy in the Holy Ghost from the word of God, that is the right entrance. It's not in vain if it comes like that. Hallelujah. When I received the word, I was just in a little room somewhere, sitting, doing nothing special, just bummed out. But I had that assurance that, woo, finally we made it. Finally, Red Shepherd took. <laughs> finally, I'm saved. Man, thank God I'm on the right path. You know, that assurance has to come. Receive the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. So that you are examples to all them that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. That's the point. This is the target of the fruit. That the individual becomes an example to other believers. That's what we're here for. Sometimes when older believers in quote, people who have been you know, in the faith for longer, start to backslide, it affects the new guys. Like if they can backslide, so can I. If, if, they, if they are not taking it so seriously, hey, I can take it like minor seriousness. We don't realize that we have been committed and trusted with this gospel, this good news. Every single believer has been given this custodianship of the mystery of God that you are carrying Almighty God, that you're going to be taken away, Jesus is going to carry you away, that you have his life, that you have good news for humanity, that you can bless somebody. Hallelujah. Verse 8. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith to God's word is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. He said, you guys have responded to the word so well. We don't have to say anything. Everybody hears about your faith. 
Verse 9, target. Notice, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. And how you trusted, how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Hallelujah. And to wait for his son. This is the target. Not just go here and there. Wait for his son from heaven. Not just do whatever bummed out thing you want to do. To wait for his son whom he raised from the dead. Even Jesus which delivered us from the wrath to come. You're delivered from the wrath to come. Delivered us from the wrath to come. Wait for the son whom he raised from the dead. Even Jesus which delivered us from the wrath to come. Aren't you glad that you can now do anything. Because you love him for his goodness. For his mercy. For his grace. For his benefit. That you are not working to prove anything. But just out of love for his benefits. Out of graciousness. And touched by his love. You want to do something for this great king. You want to handle it well. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's a lot. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Praise God. So, all of us have a responsibility. A stewardship. Amen. And one of these days, it's going to be taken away from us. And then we will be given the eternal. Hallelujah. Amen. So, it's a good time to make whatever clarifications and run to the throne of grace receive mercy grace to help in the time of need amen hallelujah let's see if we can hear this also in canada verse uh, 4 through to 10 priya sahodarare devaru nimmannu aadukondi addanam baddannu ballevu namma suvartheyu nimage bari maatagi barade shaktiyalliyu pavitraatma dalliyu bahu nishchayatva dalliyu bantembadannu tilididdeve naavu nimmalliddu nimagoskara entavaragi vartisidevembadannu neevu tilididaddiri idallade neevu bahala hinseyannu anubhavisabekagiddaru pavitraatma nindundada aananda dodane vakyavannu angikarisi nammannu kattanannu anusarisuvavaradiri ಹೀಗೆ ಮತ್ತೆ ದೋಣ್ಯದಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಅಕಾಯದಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ನಂಬುವವರೆಲ್ಲರಿಗೆ ನೀವು ಮಾದರಿಯಾದಿರಿ ಕರ್ತನ ವಾಕ್ಯವು ನಿಮ್ಮಿಂದಲೇ ಮತ್ತೆ ದೋಣ್ಯದಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಅಕಾಯದಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಘೋಷಿತವಾದದ್ದಲ್ಲದೆ ದೇವರ ಮೇಲೆ ನೀವು ಇಟ್ಟಿರುವ ನಂಬಿಕೆಯು ಎಲ್ಲಾ ಸ್ಥಳಗಳಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಪ್ರಸಿದ್ಧವಾಯಿತು ಆದದರಿಂದ ಆ ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲಿ ನಾವು ಏನೂ ಹೇಳಬೇಕಾದದ್ದಿಲ್ಲ ನಾವು ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ಹೇಗೆ ಪ್ರವೇಶಿಸಿದೆವೆಂಬುದನ್ನು ನೀವು ಹೇಗೆ ವಿಗ್ರಹಗಳನ್ನು ಬಿಟ್ಟು ಬಿಟ್ಟು ದೇವರ ಕಡೆಗೆ ತಿರುಗಿಕೊಂಡು ಜೀವವುಳ್ಳ ಸತ್ಯದೇವರನ್ನು ಸೇವಿಸುವವರಾದಿರೆಂಬುದನ್ನು ಅವರು ತಾವೇ ಹೇಳುತ್ತಾರೆ ಇದಲ್ಲದೆ ಆತನು ಸತ್ತವರೊಳಗಿಂದ ಎಬ್ಬಿಸಿದಂತ ಮತ್ತು ಪರಲೋಕದಿಂದ ಬರುವಂತ ಆತನ ಕುಮಾರನನ್ನು ಎದುರು ನೋಡುವವರಾದಿರೆಂಬುದನ್ನು ತಿಳಿಸುತ್ತಾರೆ ಈ ಯೇಸುವು ಮುಂದೆ ಬರುವ ಕೋಪದಿಂದ ನಮ್ಮನ್ನು ತಪ್ಪಿಸಿದನು the story of Abraham for a minute. He is quite a custodian. <laughs> uh, praise God. So much was committed to him. Don't you think so? In Genesis 12, notice verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And 
I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. What a lineup. Hallelujah. He said, leave your house, leave your family, leave your country, move out. He said, I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. You'll be a blessing. And in you, families of the earth will be blessed. Cursed are those who curse you. Blessed are those who bless you. Praise God. And the Bible declares that you and I are blessed with faithful Abraham because we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But he wasn't a perfect person. How many of you realize that? In the outset itself, notice verse 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Aaron. So he, he's got some hangers on, you know, some baggage. Lot. And some not so perfect obedience at all. In fact, he's guilty of lying twice at different spaces of time after experiencing God. Even after experiencing the blessing. He realized that it is the blessing. It is not really him. It's not really his strength. It's not really his performance. It's the blessing. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that very interesting? It's the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. Who has the sorrow? We. Amen. The blessing is there. The power for us to break forth, prosper, do well, receive his benefits, blessings is with us. We're blessed. We're the blessed of the Lord. Blessed with everything heaven has. We're blessed. We're blessed. Everything God has, has been given to us. But it's not ours really. We are stewards. That which is truly ours. Yes, we're going to see it. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's a very powerful thing to realize that God has put something in our life. The blessing. We did not manufacture it. It didn't come by our hard work. This anointing that I got. This blah blah that I got. It was not you that worked for it. It was the Lord that said, I'm giving you this. Amen. Hallelujah. In seeing the eternal and the dwelling places that are coming up, we are just to handle it properly. Amen. Notice this man was far from perfect. In fact, one time he decided to just uh, abandon his wife and say, I'm going to save my neck. You can go with Abimelech or whoever you want. That's your problem. Bye. This is the man who is the father of faith. You can see he was a man. The man. He had his serious problems. Praise God. Ah, amen. Very interesting. Now if you go ahead, you will notice 
that they became quite wealthy. In fact, Lot, who was just a hanger-on guy, got so blessed by hanging around his uncle that uh, they had a problem. The space was not enough to house the material blessings. That the people in charge of property and materials were fighting with each other because there was a space problem. Too much had come. The Porambok was full of things. Everywhere you look, it was full of stuff. In an imperfect person's life, the blessing was breaking through because of simple childlike faith that he's blessed. Grace, mercy, grace, mercy, grace, mercy. Can you empty that grace? Never. When you're weak, that's when you're strong. But you're looking forward. That one of these days, stewardship will be removed and then you get eternal dwellings. Hallelujah. By the 13th chapter, very interesting. We will read in Canada eventually. But um, notice, some things have already happened by here. Uh, a choice had to be made. They had to decide on property because of the land being not enough. Abraham looked at his son, I mean his nephew, who is also a shepherd type guy who has flocks, who needs uh, green pastures like everybody else. If you are a shepherd, your main business is green pastures. Amen. But uh, he looked at his nephew and he said, verse Notice, verse 14, And the Lord said to Abraham, After Lot was departed or separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land which you see to thee, I will give it to your seed forever. Amen. He also needs green pastures, just like Lot needs green pastures. But, you know, he looked at Lot and said, uh, Listen, the whole place is here. You choose first. If you choose this part, I'll go in the opposite direction. And the Bible says Lot decided to choose what looked nice and green. He didn't learn a thing. He learned that the blessing will make you rich. But he didn't understand the core of it. It was by faith. Not by feelings, not by emotions, but by trusting in the word, rejoicing in the middle of it all. He was still looking on the outside. Notice verse 9. It's not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. What is this man saying? My blessing, my benefits are not based on geographic locations, land situations, economic looking things out there. No, 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 no. I have understood that I must do the right thing. That's all that matters. I must prefer you and you choose. You must know why you're doing it. You're doing it because of the Lord, because of his priorities. You choose. It's not based on whether I am in the green pastures or not, whether I'm located in X, Y location or not. It is based on, did God say, Hallelujah. You come out. There was a location. You go here. There was a location. 
But then notice he learned also that the blessing was not based on natural vision and economics. It was based on, hey, God's blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, he said, I'll go in the opposite direction. And Lot, of course, showed who he was, lifted up his eyes, beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord. And like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar, then Lot chose him. He looked properly and then chose He looked in the natural and then chose. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain. Cities. And pitched his tent towards Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. After the separation, then the Lord said to Abraham, Now, it's time for you to see my benefits, because you trusted me rather than anything else. And he said, Everything you can see, east, west, north, south, go for it, it's all yours. And your seed forever. Amen? Praise God. So, here we go. My brother, my sister. We are custodians, we are stewards. The blessing will do all that it said. It will do. It will do it. But don't drop down to just merely sensual wisdom. Using just natural man's thinking. The blessing must be free to operate by faith. Not by feelings or emotions. It must be released into the place of I trust God. When I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. When it looks like nothing is happening, that's when God is working mightily. Hallelujah. Amen. I think we should uh, hear in Canada and then stop. Let's see if we can read a thing or two out of Canada. Maybe um, Genesis 12, verse 1 to 4 first. ನಿನ್ನನ್ನು ಹೀಗೆ ಕರ್ತನು ತನಗೆ ಹೇಳಿದ ಪ್ರಕಾರ ಅಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮನು ಹೊರಟು ಹೋದನು ಲೋಟನು ಅವನ ಸಂಗಡ ಹೋದನು ಅಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮನು ಹಾರಾನಿನಿಂದ ಹೊರಟಾಗ ಎಪ್ಪತ್ತೈದು ವರುಷದವನಾಗಿದ್ದನು ಆಗ ಅವರು ಒಂದಾಗಿ ವಾಸಿಸುವ ಹಾಗೆ ಸ್ಥಳವು ಸಾಲದೆ ಹೋಯಿತು ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ಅವರು ಒಟ್ಟಿಗೆ ವಾಸಿಸದಷ್ಟು ಅವರ ಸಂಪತ್ತು ಬಹಳವಾಗಿತ್ತು Let's walk in love. For love's sake, you choose, you go. Look and see whatever you want and take it. Verse 9. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, I will go right. If thou depart the right hand, I will go left. Let's hear verse 9 also in Kannada. 
ಭೂಮಿ ಎಲ್ಲ ನಿನ್ನ ಮುಂದೆ ಇರುತ್ತದಲ್ಲವೋ ಹಾಗಾದರೆ ನನ್ನ ಬಳಿಯಿಂದ ಪ್ರತ್ಯೇಕವಾಗು ನೀನು ಎಡಕ್ಕೆ ಹೋದರೆ ನಾನು ಬಲಕ್ಕೆ ಹೋಗುವೆನು ನೀನು ಬಲಕ್ಕೆ ಹೋದರೆ ನಾನು ಎಡಕ್ಕೆ ಹೋಗುವೆನು ಅಂದನು ಲೋಟನು ತನ್ನ ಕಣ್ಣುಗಳನ್ನು ಎತ್ತಿ ಯೋರ್ಧನಿನ ಮೈದಾನವನ್ನೆಲ್ಲ ನೋಡಿದನು ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ಕರ್ತನು ಸದೋಮನ್ನು ಗೊಮೋರವನ್ನು ನಾಶ ಮಾಡುವುದಕ್ಕಿಂತ ಮುಂಚೆ ಅದೆಲ್ಲ ಚೋಗರಿನವರೆಗೆ ನೀರಾವರಿಯಾಗಿದ್ದು ಕರ್ತನ ತೋಟದಂತೆಯೂ ಐಗುಪ್ತ ದೇಶದಂತೆಯೂ ಇತ್ತು ಲೋಟನು ಅಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮನಿಂದ ಅಗಲಿದ ಮೇಲೆ ಕರ್ತನು ಅವನಿಗೆ ನಿನ್ನ ಕಣ್ಣುಗಳನ್ನು ಎತ್ತಿ ನೀನಿರುವ ಸ್ಥಳದಿಂದ ಉತ್ತರಕ್ಕೂ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಕ್ಕೂ ಪೂರ್ವಕ್ಕೂ ಪಶ್ಚಿಮಕ್ಕೂ ನೋಡು ಪ್ರೇಸ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹಾಲೆಲೂಯಾ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಲ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ವಾಸ್ ಗಿವನ್ ಟು ಹಿಮ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಸೀಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎವರ್ ಏಮೇನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎವರ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ವೈ ಜೆರುಸಲೆಂ ಇಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎವರ್ ನೋಬಡಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಚೇಂಜ್ ದಟ್ ನೋಟಿಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ 15 ನೀನು ನೋಡುವ ದೇಶವನ್ನೆಲ್ಲ ನಾನು ನಿನಗೂ ನಿನ್ನ ಸಂತತಿಗೂ ಶಾಶ್ವತವಾಗಿ ಕೊಡುವೆನು ಪ್ರೇಸ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹಾಲೆಲೂಯಾ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಜೀಸಸ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ಸರ್ಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ಟು ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ವೆರಿ ಎಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಏಜ್ ಆಫ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಪ್ರೇಸ್ ಗಾಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ವಿಸ್ಡಮ್ ರಿಟನ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಫಾರ್ ಅಸ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಗಾಡ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದ ರೆಕಾರ್ಡ್ ಏಮೇ ಸೋ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ವಾಕ್ ಸರ್ಕಮ್ಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ಲಿ ವೈಸ್ Amen. Woo, hallelujah. We can. Let's worship him. Ribocusto, mi pradaste, evredusto, breticulo, manvlediste, elmodoro, menta, menstu, brido, vrete, felebi, lacritus, lemosculapa. Oh, we give you thanks. Oh, we give you thanks for counting us, counting us faithful, putting us in the ministry. committing the gospel to your people to each believer oh to make disciples to go and preach to teach to do the works of Jesus brito lust e privala tu marondo to receive the word no matter what it looks like with joy the holy ghost prasolute parazanta knowing that the blessing of the lord it makes rich he adds no sorrow with it relo pasta lemorusto that we will handle all of this in the wisdom of god We will handle all of this with eternity in view. Rel Bosto, Bim Bradasta, Fele Karapasalata. We give you thanks for testimonies of your goodness. We give you thanks for the virtue and the power of God that flows from the word, from the spirit that anyone can tap into in the name of Jesus and receive the benefits. Ha ha ha. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you Jesus for the privilege of serving you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your blessing is upon your people. Ha 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 ha. You add no sorrow with it. Thank you that they are blessed with everything that heaven has in the name of Jesus. We give you thanks for grace to handle anything out there and triumphantly dominate and walk in this life as kings, as priests in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you all so much. If you'd like to give, it's a good time to do so. Thank you so much. You've been very generous. You've been a giving people. I'm so glad. And God is not unjust to forget your work of faith and labor of love in that you've shown to the saints as you minister to his name. 
and it shall come back to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God will cause men to give to your bosom. The earth yields for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, team. Thank you all. You're blessed.